Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Merlin Cast, episode 24. In this episode, we will be reviewing series 5, episode 3. I didn't look at the name of the title. <laughs> it is the Death Song of Uther Pendragon. Okay. <laughs> the Death Song of Uther Pendragon. We've got Pretty a great epic. episode prepared for you, and we are excited. My name's Aaron Millard. My name's Courtney Catadella. This is Rona. My name's Andrew Brady. All right. We're good to go. Let's get right into the news. Uh, the first thing I have here is the Merlin Facebook game is now open for all to try beta testing. I personally have spent, uh, I'd say like a half hour on the game. And I enjoy it. It's it's a little repetitive, though. It's like, um, I know Andrew and Courtney haven't, and Rona, you said you've tried for like five minutes, so. You know, it's, the thing about the game, like, basically what you do is you go to, like, the town square of Camelot, and that's where, like, all you get all your quests, and then really every quest is just like, hey, go kill some spiders for me. Oh, hey, go kill some skeletons for me. And, like, Merlin will come along with you, or um, Gaius will come along with you and help you out. And so far, maybe it gets more like intricate as you go along, but that's all I've really seen on it so far. So um, I don't know. It's cute. It's, the animation it's, it's is okay. cute. Yeah, yeah, I do enjoy. I, I enjoy like a, you know ten minutes here and there, and then I get I get bored after a little while. But it's all right. Um, but what I'd like to do is hopefully in the future we can all play and then do like a review show of the game. Once we've all played it a little bit more, so we'll see if we can do that. That can be kind of fun. Um, if it was I, I well, the thing is, like, you can add your friends on there. I'm not sure how that works though. Like, I because I sent requests to Courtney and Andrew, and I don't. Well, they never answered them. That was really nice of them, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how that works. Like, maybe you can just compare your progress or something, or maybe you can actually like go on quests with them. Well, but see, I'm, I'm maybe... like, so used to getting uh, requests from people I Facebook. barely remember from high school on a, about Farmville yeah. or whatever that is. So usually <laughs> when I get a gaming request, instinct is to delete it. But um, so oh, you might want to resend that. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for deleting my, my request. I might, no, I, I, <laughs> or I just ignore it. I, I don't know. I'm, maybe I still have it. Who knows? Well... I'll get you again, don't you worry. Which one makes you um, feel better? <laughs> Which one makes me feel better? Deleting or ignoring? Whichever one hurts you uh, the best. Ignoring. Okay, I ignored it. Okay. Oh, good, because that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, I also read uh, in this upcoming episode, Odin is going to make a return. Um, he's Yay. the one that plotted Uther's death, so I don't know why you're excited about that, Courtney, but okay. <laughs> Odin's an awesomely terrible character. Uh, yeah, I agree. From from what I've seen in clips and trailers, um, it seems like maybe Morgana is definitely behind it, but I don't know whether Odin is actually going to instigate the action. Maybe it's a bit of more like yeah. doing this, let's go attack them for no reason, so Mithlin will be the one that instigates that because she's under the influence of Morg uh, Morgana probably under black I heard Morgana. that Morgana is the hand of of Princess Mythian or something like that like she's somehow worked her way into that system and also um I noticed wasn't Princess Mythian's hair blonde last time she was on there? No, no, I'm pretty sure it was no? Wasn't there another? Okay, there must have been like another. I think she might have had a blonde hair. yellow head. Yeah, that was the one that was the ogre. No, no, I don't think. No. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I I'm probably just confusing them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, regardless, she'll be back. Um, and as I said, Morgana has a new plan. Um, I heard she's kind of worked her way into Princess Mythian's uh, head, so I think she's gonna. She'll definitely show up on the episode. She's using the, the old make herself older spell that everyone's using nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Merlin kind of started that trend and it kind of grew, so. Actually, it was, was it more ghosts? More ghosts used it once, I think. Um, I think it might have been her. Oh, ghost. that's right. She did. She did. She gets the credit then. That is true. 
and the other thing I read is that the Series 5 ratings have been very strong for BBC One. Uh, it was like, the premiere was like 7.1 million people, and then the second week was 7 million, so really there was little to no drop at all. And then I know the ratings for uh, the third episode were pretty well, they did pretty well. Well, yeah, they're doing really I, well, actually. I, in comparison yeah, to pre- the yeah, last yeah, years, yeah. like episodes one, two, and three um, for the past series, yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah, there hasn't been as much of a drop-off as it was, so that's exciting. Um, but other than that, there's not really a whole lot of other news. Now that the season's kind of in full force, there's not like a whole bunch of new details about the season coming out. It's it's just kind of going on its own, so... Uh, we'll get right into the recap of the episode. So, the episode begins with Merlin and Arthur riding through the forest. Uh, they just, I think they're returning from a hunt, and they're just kind of talking about how Merlin scares away all the animals when he sneezes, when all of a sudden we hear this terrible scream, and Merlin and Arthur are like, what's that? And of course, Arthur, the hero, has to go riding off to find out what it is, and of course, as usual, Merlin's a little, uh, a little worried about what it could be so they come into a village where they see a woman tied up um like she's about to be burned at the stake and arthur rides up and asks what's going on the village leader his name is elric he tells arthur that the woman has been spreading sickness with magic and this is interesting you know because arthur we're not positive what his views are on magic just yet we've seen him talk about it a few times but it hasn't been huge issue but he um he says he asks if the if she received a trial and the guy says no she didn't and he asks how much proof they have and the guy says they really don't have any proof so arthur (laughs) does not find it right that she should be up there and he says that they should cut her down and of course elric refuses and he says i don't know and then arthur reveals that he's the king of camelot and then elric still really doesn't care and says it's his own issue it doesn't concern the king and um He's about to go up and burn the wood when Arthur pulls his sword out and kind of puts it up to his neck and threatens his life if he doesn't cut her down. So Alric reluctantly gives um, the witch or sorceress over to Merlin and Arthur. And um, it's clear that she's been beaten and she's in really bad shape. And they're on their way back to Camelot, but they realize she's not going to make it. So they lay her down in the woods and... They're kind of talking to her as she's about to die, and she's, she basically says that Arthur is going to be a great king, and he showed a lot of uh, a lot of good qualities when he helped her out, and she's very happy with him. So she gives him a gift. Um, it's called the Horn of... And how do you say it? Kath? Kath? Do you know how to say that? Uh... Kathabad, I guess? I don't remember if they said it. They must have said it in the episode. Cathbad. Yeah, the, I, just, I don't know what they said. Yeah, this mysterious horn. Yeah. Um, so Arthur receives his horn, and he doesn't know much about it just yet. But uh, Arthur and Merlin kind of stay with her until she dies, and then they go back to Camelot and show the horn to Gaius, who becomes a little concerned. He basically says that the horn was used by the high priestesses of the old religion to summon spirits and they would do this at the stones of nemeton um and that this horn when uther had went on the great purge was at the um isle of the blessed and they were able to smuggle it out before uther got to it so he was surprised to see it surface and he said he knew all these things because guys had taken part in some of these rituals before um, magic became such a bad thing in Camelot, so, um, yeah. Yeah, and, um, at this point, when Gaius and Arthur and Merlin are all talking, Gaius warns Arthur to basically not use it, um, just because it's, it's really, really very powerful magic. Obviously, you're crossing from, you know, the human realm to the spirit realm, which is big, big stuff. Um, so we go then to Arthur's coronation night, which is also obviously the, um, night of the, uh, the anniversary of Uther's death. And, um, Elian points out at the dinner table that, um, Arthur's always kind of sad on 
um, his coronation night because he was remembering the death of Uther. Um, so he kind of whispers to Gwen that he's leaving and goes off and um, goes to see his father's, I guess, tomb kind of thing. And um, that night, Arthur is thinking um, about using the horn when Merlin knocks on the door. Oh my gosh, someone's out there seriously being so loud. Okay, sorry. Um, okay. So, on, um, so that night Arthur is contemplating using the horn when Merlin knocks on his door, um, and uh, Arthur, like, puts the bowl over the horn, like, a fruit bowl over the horn, and he, like, knocks all the fruit all over the floor, and um, they just kind of have this, like, cute little bro moment when Merlin, like, tries to get the bowl, and then Arthur's like, no, you can't have it, it's funny. Um, but then Arthur very seriously tells Merlin that he has to get the horses ready for a journey that they're going to go on. And, um, they go, it ends up that they are going to the stones of Nemetin? Nemetin. Isn't that Stonehenge? Um, Yeah, it's Stonehenge. Yeah. Um, I I think it's Stonehenge. Um, so, they go, okay, and the Stones of Nemetin, just as a reminder, are, it's the only place where this, um, the horn will work, um, and so they end up going there, and as Merlin's, you know, Merlin and Arthur are riding towards it, Merlin's getting a little bit freaked out, understandably so, and Arthur always accuses him of this being cowardice, but I think as the audience, we all realize that, like, Merlin's not scared for himself, he's scared for Arthur, um, and... Probably sometimes himself, too. But, um, so Arthur, uh, Merlin kind of confronts Arthur and says, you really shouldn't be doing this. It's huge magic. It's really dangerous. But, um, Arthur retorts, kind of, and says, wouldn't you do this for your father if you had a chance to talk to him again? And, um, Merlin said that he would, which is interesting. Um... So Arthur goes to the center of the stones. Oh my goodness! Okay. What is that? Merlin goes to this. Someone's just like doing dishes and like slapping things. I don't know. I'm in a dorm. There are too many people around. It's, it's Uther. Uther at the door. Um. So sorry about that. Um. So let me see. All right. Arthur goes to the center of the stones of Nemetin, which is Stonehenge. And um, blows the horn and walks into the light, which personally, if I were Merlin, I would be freaking the freak out right now. That's so scary. Um, Arthur goes in, walks into the light, and Uther is walking towards him out of a different light. And they're kind of meeting in this limbo place. Um, And Arthur starts talking um, and basically says, like, I miss you every single day. I think about you all the time. And Uther is just such a jerk. He talks about how he's not happy with Arthur and does not approve of the decisions that he's been making for Camelot, how he doesn't like Gwen, how he how he thinks that Gwen's not like a worthy queen because she was a servant, how the knights are commoners, so they really shouldn't technically be knights, um, and how the things that Arthur is doing are not making Camelot stronger. Um... Arthur, understandably, I mean, you're talking to your dead father here, and he's scolding you. Um, Arthur is upset, because it's not exactly what he was expecting. Um, And so as he's walking back, and then Uther kind of sends him away. He's like, you have to leave, or else you're going to get stuck here forever. And um, as Arthur's walking back out of the light, um, Uther says, like, I always loved you. And this makes Arthur look back. And, um, look back over his shoulder at Uther, kind of one last glance kind of thing. Um, and once he's back in the realm of the living, he, um, Merlin kind of asks him how it went. And, um, you know, Arthur kind of tells him what what Uther said. And Merlin essentially says that Arthur should not listen to his father because he's a great king. So... Andrew. Yeah. Um, after, <laughs> after that, um, you know, Arthur, you can still tell he's in a, you know, fairly not so good mood. But uh, 
anyway, they go to the round table and they're having a meeting, you know, with all the knights and uh, Leon's reading out some logistics and what have you about the kingdom. Then out of nowhere, both the huge, unnecessarily large doors swing open. And, um, you know, there's a huge gust of wind, you know, really spooky. And so everyone's kind of startled. And, you know, then after like five seconds, Leon just goes back to what he's doing and everyone's listening to him. Then out of nowhere, the chandelier proceeds to fall right in the middle of the table. And, um, you know, I kind of get the feeling this is Uther kind of uh, taking out his uh, distaste for the knights. But um, anyway, uh, Merlin, Merlin's obviously, you know, convinced that something, you know, sp some spirit is doing this. Whereas Arthur's like, oh, you know, it was, the chain was a little rusty. You know, that's it. And... Uh, However, next scene, we go to Percival, who's in the armory, and uh, he's just getting cleaned up from training, what have you, and uh, then you hear this uh, really mysterious gust of wind, like you heard in the last scene, and uh, a shield proceeds to fall on the floor out of nowhere. Of course, Percival, you know, being suspicious, suddenly he's like, you know, who's there? You know, show yourself, etc. And um, when nothing happens, he goes to pick up the shield, then out of the opposite end of the armory, you see an axe fly and hit him right in the back. And at first I thought, oh crap, he's dead. But um, fortunately, uh, he's not. And in the very next scene, he's getting cleaned up by Gaius. And um, of course, Percival's like, um, you know, I could have sworn, you know, someone, someone's watching me in there. Oh, you know, it must have just been my head. You know, you know, nothing like that. The, the axe must have fallen, even though it cut pretty deep into his shoulder. And, uh, of course, Guys points that out. And um, after taking care of Percival, uh, you know, Merlin seems kind of worried. And, of course, Guys has to ask what it is. And uh, Merlin, you know, uh, conveys his suspicion that uh, there's a spirit, of course, you know, doing all these things that's go that are happening, like the chandelier, now Percival, etc. And uh, he tells Guys, you know, what went on with the horn, how Arthur went in. And... Um, Gaius says it is possible that the spirit may have, in fact, followed them back out if Arthur looked back at Uther, which he did. So, um, and uh, later Merlin goes to see Arthur, who's, um, you know, still not in a good mood. And um, Arthur does admit to Merlin that, I'm, you know, I might have, you know, there's a small chance I might have looked back. And finally, you know, he just admits it, yeah, I looked back. And uh, so, you know, this really confirms Merlin's suspicions that there is a spirit and it is, in fact, Uther's spirit that's causing all this chaos. Then we go to Guinevere, who's, it's nighttime, and she's walking around the hallway. And uh, first the window, first you hear that, you know, that windy, chilly sound that signals there's a spirit there. And, you know, this isn't going to end well. Then um, the windows start going nuts and she closes them. They keep going. She closes them again, and, you know, finally she's pretty freaked out, which who wouldn't be? Then out of nowhere, all the, like, barrels and shells in the hallway start falling, you know, almost on her. And uh, she she um, runs into a storeroom where <laughs> where stuff keeps falling, and then so the contents of all the shelves, like the pottery and stuff, start flying at her. And one, um, after she's dragged into the kitchen by the invisible spirit, um, a pot proceeds to fall off the shelf and smack her in the head and she passes out. And then uh, good old Uther, his spirit, sets a fire right in the fireplace that she's lying in front of. And uh, so obviously you're thinking, you know, great, Gwen's in the room, the door's shut, and now there's a fire going. Fortunately, Merlin happens to be walking by and sees the smoke coming out of the room and is able to get inside and save Guinevere. And, um... He finally manages to convince Arthur, you know, seeing how Uther hated his Arthur's knights, you know, because they were a bunch of commoners. He hated Guinevere because she was just a servant. And so, you know, the evidence seems fairly overwhelming that, you know, Uther's back and he's targeting all the things that he thinks is wrong with Arthur, namely his queen and his knights. So, um, Gaius, his idea is to have them drink a potion to that will allow them to see dead spirits wandering around and uh of course we have another little comic moment here where uh 
Arthur makes um, Merlin drink the potion first because, uh, you know, Guy says he's not exactly quite sure whether or not it's safe. And uh, so Merlin does drink it, and um, in uh, return, he decides not to tell Arthur how badly it tastes. And uh, so Arthur, you know, chugs it down, and uh, Merlin's uh, grinning at him a little bit. But um, they go wandering around the castle, you know, searching for the spirit. They do end up running into Leon out of nowhere. And uh, Leon just, you know, asks them what they're doing exactly. And uh, Arthur proceeds to pin the explanation onto Merlin, who tells Leon that they're practicing poetry, that uh, Arthur's suddenly developed an interest in poetry, and uh, that he can't, you know, go without it now. And uh, Leon, of course, looking a little more than perplexed, uh, like, all right, I'll uh, leave you to your poetry. And um, as they as they continue searching, they hear they hear, of course, that windy noise that you know Uther constantly makes whenever his spirit shows up. And then they hear a bunch of glass smashing in the storeroom. Uh, they decide to um, split up, even though no one thinks that's a good idea. But uh, you know Arthur has to go off alone, and so does Merlin. They can cover more ground, yada yada yada. And um, Merlin goes into the storeroom looking around. You know, doesn't really see anything. Arthur goes into the throne room after uh, being followed by Uther's ghost, where uh, he finds the ghost of Uther sitting on his very throne. And um, Arthur, of course, asks him, you know, what are you doing? Why Why is all this happening? And uh, Uther, of course, tells him, uh, you know, I'm not going to see everything I've built, you know, the whole kingdom I've worked to create, um, ruined by, you know, you. And... Uh, yeah, so things aren't going really well for Arthur right now. Rona? Yeah, um, well, I guess after the confrontation between Uther and Arthur, um, obviously Merlin is there to interrupt and he faces um, Merlin. Um, Uther sends a bench back flying at Merlin and he uses magic to stop it. Um, and Uther is very, very shocked um, to find this out, um, which is interesting that he doesn't know that. Um, since he seems to know everything what Arthur's doing um, afterwards, which brings on to another theory later. Um, and then um, using they basically do battle, so Merlin tries to use magic against him. And then Uther disappears, and Uther ends up trying to haunt Merlin and try to, to kill him, so he ends up doing the same thing he did with Guinevere, I suppose, and try to kill him with um, spears and things like that. And then Uther is about to kill Merlin. Um, and then Arthur comes in to save the day. And Uther is about to say um, that maybe Merlin has magic. But just before he does that, Uther blows the horn. Um, and But just before that, I suppose, is that Arthur does confront his father and says, actually, I am doing a good job. And says, this, this is how it is. So at least he has some closure now um, to, when, to when he died before. He never really had that conversation. Um, so, he blows, uh, so he blows the horn and Uther is sent back to the spirit world. And um, the next day, Arthur tells Merlin he won't be like his father. And um, actually, this point where I think Merlin, I think is it here, when he says that, he doesn't actually like being hit. It kind of hurts, which, um, yeah. you know, which I think good on him. But then which I particularly didn't like was that in the end, after Merlin hit Arthur, thinking he'd get a good response, Arthur's a bit annoyed. And you don't see it, but you hear Arthur hitting Merlin, which is played as a comedic moment, but which is funny, but then, mm, I don't know. It's another... I find that a bit dodgy. I don't really like that. Him, um, Arthur, beat out Merlin, basically. And that's the end of the episode, <laughs> la da Yeah. Um, Alright, I guess we can kind of talk about our favorite scenes and who we thought did a good job in this episode. I personally... Um, this episode, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the better ones that they've done. Um, it's, you know it's going to be intense because Uther's back and... That's something that we've all been excited for. So I was happy that it happened. Um, I, I honestly have to say, my favorite scene was probably when Arthur went into the Vale. 
and first saw his father again, because I was not expecting um, Uther to be so mean to him. I thought he would have a better reaction than he did. Um, so that really surprised me, and it really threw me off. And then when it happened, I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised, because it, it made for an interesting twist to the episode. I didn't, I don't know, I guess I didn't think Uther was going to be so negative, but when he was, I, I yeah. enjoyed seeing it. And I, I enjoyed think? the intensity of Uther haunting the castle. I thought that was really interesting that he went to that extreme where he would even kill Arthur. Um, so I'm glad that Arthur now realizes his father was such a corrupt person and I think that's really actually going to help him in the long run. And he's not really going to ponder on what his father said too much. So overall, I really liked the episode. I'd have to say Anthony Head definitely uh, wins the prize on this one. He, he did a great job coming back and um, he did a great job being a spirit in haunting. I thought I thought he was he was really good at that. I'd give the episode probably like a nine point two. Uh, Courtney, what were your thoughts? Um, I definitely agree. I think that I was concerned that Uther was going to come back and have a lot more say than he did. Um, I think that out of the actors in this. Anthony Head just did the best job. He was so creepy. He was crazy. And I just loved him. I love him as an actor, but I hate Uther. Um, I was really excited, though, that Arthur got this closure because I think that having Uther be so obviously, like, just kind of evil and corrupt is going to help Arthur to not um, want to be like his father was, and, um, I think that my favorite scene was probably, um, when Arthur is just, like, standing up to Uther in the, um, like, the royal room, the chamber, throne, palace, place, I don't know, um, (laughs) But that was my favorite part, because even though Uther kind of just, like, shut him down by, like, knocking him out, Arthur was going to stand up for him, and I thought that was incredible. And then Merlin, you know, obviously revealed to Uther that he had magic, so that was crazy. Um, I would give this episode a 9 out of 10. I thought it was incredible. My favorite of the season so far. Um, how about you, Rona? Um, well, it's strange, because um, the person who wrote this was Howard Overman, and I quite like his episode. He's all done the the big Uther episodes before Sins of the Father, he did um, Queen of Hearts, he did The Wicked Day, where Uther gets killed. So he he's, he, he, usually, he he writes other things, but he, he's wrote those. So he knows that character and the na- dynamic really well. And I like the structure of the episode, in terms of you have this point, and then you... You try to work it out through through this, you know, this because most when you do sci-fi or fantasy, if you have a monster, it's basically dealing with another issue, and they, they did it through, you know, the ghost of Uther. Um, technically, I liked it, but I kind of it kind of is good, but I didn't like it. Maybe it's just because of the violence towards Merlin that that kind of that kind of um, soured it for me. Um, but I guess that that's also a point because of Howard Overman's pretty good because um, there's a point where, you know, Merlin does get ch- stuff chucked at him. But then in the end, he did say, "It hurts," and then and this maybe shows his dissatisfaction of being just a servant and just being pushed upon and things like that. So, um, so I, it I was good, like, but I, I kind of didn't love it, and I didn't even have a favorite episode because I kind of like pushed it out of my my head though i was really good i didn't like wow it was a brilliant amazing episode yeah I, but technically it was good i agree with you as far as like merlin just not having the right role i i really thought this season he was gonna you know have at least a little more social standing than he does so to see him still be beat around by arthur yeah it might this it might yeah. they might be building upon it you see all the bad stuff and hopefully from yeah. now they'll push it and I, see I why, you know, why he's still i, I hope so Andrew? Yeah, honestly, um, you know, I kind of missed, you know, I just kind of wish there was a little bit more action into it, I guess. But besides that, I mean, there were times where, you know, I wasn't sure how I felt about the episode where I didn't really feel like it was too great. But then, like, the times when, uh, 
you know, Uther was haunting the castle when you had the scenes with Percival, with uh, Guinevere, and then the final scene with Arthur and Merlin, you know, searching for him. You know, I almost felt like I was watching a thriller. You know, it was really suspenseful, and you didn't know what the spear was going to do next. But um, I'd have to say my favorite scene, however, was actually the beginning one where, you know, Arthur was told that this old woman had magic, but, you know, he didn't, he actually, you know, treated her, you know, just like any other human being. And, you know, after, you know, he allowed her to die, a, you know, at least a semi-peaceful death. And, you know, I just after seeing that, I actually feel, like, much better. I know he's said some bad things about magic in the past, but, like, he's definitely not his father. And after watching that scene, I feel a lot better about Merlin. I mean, about Arthur's chances of accepting Merlin when it's eventually revealed that Merlin has magic. So, um, as for a uh, favorite actor, I think I'm jumping on the Anthony Head bandwagon. You know, it was just really nice Yay. to see him again. <laughs> it was just really nice to see him again, uh, you know, after his whole absence, you know, these past few episodes. And um, overall, I'd say I'd probably get a, give it about eight and a half. You know, definitely not my favorite one, but, you know, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really well done. Yeah. It was interesting, because I do agree. I think it was, it was really more of a thriller than we've ever seen a Merlin episode be before with all the haunting. Right. So they did do a good job of that. Um, I have some tweets here, uh, some thoughts on the episode. Um, they kind of vary and they're not all like on topic, but I just put the ones in there I thought were interesting. Um, first person said, and this was, um, I asked, I believe, what the, how they thought Uther's return would go. And they were right. So they said, it's at a Aiken Kamelik, uh, they said, or Kamlik, they said, his son married a maid, his best friend is a servant, Uther won't be glad, I fear he wants his kingdom back. And that person was like spot on with the whole thing, so I just thought that was funny, and uh, good call there. Um, Courtney, that next one. Um, at KT Kirsty said, finally, are we going to be seeing some powerful magic from Merlin? He has had three years to master it. And I think that we are going to see some more powerful magic from Merlin, the individual, but I think that we're already seeing some more powerful magic from Merlin, the show. Um, having like a horn that randomly, you know, can open a crack in the spirit, like to the spirit realm. I would say that's pretty good magic. Pretty good so far. And the fact that Arthur was wielding that magic is just, you yeah. know... Yeah, he definitely made a move that his father wouldn't have made anytime soon. Like, uh, yeah. that was... that was. I mean, he didn't even really think about it that long. He was just like, oh, I'm going to use it. So, um, I, I don't know. Like, I agree. Like, there have been some cool effects they've done with magic this, this season. They had, like, the dagger floating in the air, and they had the, the snake spell that Merlin used. But, um... I, I I'm still I think we've yet to see Merlin actually use some high quality stuff. So hopefully he does in these next few episodes. Um, Andrew, that next one. Uh, yeah, we have uh, at Jan eight two seven three six says, um, great to see Anthony head in, in his role as Uther again. Wonderful performance, and I think we can definitely all agree the general consensus here was, uh, you know, Anthony Head was you know the best actor of this episode doing again. A great job of making us all utterly despise Uther. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, these next two I asked, uh, well, I think I just made a comment on Twitter. I something about how it was crazy that Merlin's secret was almost revealed by Uther. So these are just some responses to that. If you want to read that first one, Rona. Um, yeah, this is by at Scott Mount. Um, there's only so much longer they can keep that up now. It would be nice to see a reveal in the middle of the series, yeah. Be, in the middle of the series, that would be good, and not just leave it at the end and potentially that would be, yeah. And yeah. then it would be the end of the series yeah. completely, and there'll be no, no more movies and no more series. So it would be good to explore yeah. that and see how um, Arthur has to deal with um, someone with magic. At the very least, like, if they do wait till the end, I hope it's a two-part series, so at least they're not leaving us with a cliffhanger or anything. Yeah. You know, as far as yeah. whether or not they choose to. But I'd rather, I'd rather see it in the middle of the series, too. 
at KT Kirsty yeah, said, I think Arthur will be devastated. His best mate betrayed him for so long, but once he's over it, it's going to be so good. I agree. Um, here's a question I have for you guys. Now that we've seen three episodes of this series, are you getting more of a feeling that this is the last series? Or are you thinking there's going to be another one? Or has it has your opinion changed at all? Anyone? Not real. It could I go mean, either way, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the last series. I really I, don't. I, I hope it's not, and I don't really think it's not. But then again, I also, when I was on the Merlin wiki, uh, wiki you know, earlier today, I did see there was some petition going out for season six. I didn't really look at it, you know, really in depth, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that's not like, uh, you know, I just hope they're just encouraging them to keep going, but I hope it's, uh, you know, not a response to, you know, a possible hint at this being the last season. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it depends on the, first of all, if the BBC wants it. I think they would want it because it has um, good ratings. But it depends also on the cast, because it's not like in America where you tie them for six series, because we don't have enough money to do that. You, you rehire them after right. every, either you, for every series, you have to renew their contract, or every two series if you're lucky. And if the cast don't want to do it, then they won't come back. There's so many series in the UK that the cast just keeps changing because no matter how big the show is, they just get snapped up by like, Hollywood. Like with being human, he's in The Hobbit now. Right. Or if you, you know, they yeah. all just. Um, so you need to. And some of the the way the cast is talking, it seems like they uh, they're not reluctant to come, or they just it seems like they're trying to wind it down. Yeah. Um, but it could yeah. it could go either way. It could it could carry on because I think there's enough um, that the writers want to carry yeah. on. I know. The and as much as I on. hate to say it, like pacing wise, this season I really do feel like they're trying to set up for the end because they've they've hit on Mordred. Like boom, Mordred's back immediately. Uh, Merlin's already seen the prophecy of what's going to happen, and then you have this episode. Uther has returned and. Um, I, I think Arthur's really kind of moving fast as far as becoming a better king. He's had to make a lot of decisions really fast. So I don't know. I'd, I I just feel like they're really pushing, like they're going to end it. The thing is, if you show, this is what every, everyone was going on about how it's a show about Merlin, not about anyone else. I put this question out on Twitter, which got the most responses I've ever got about a question. And it was like, can, if... If, if this is about Merlin, if Arthur dies and it's just about Merlin, because the story can carry on without him, without uh, with Merlin, would you want it? There were loads of people who said, no, no, you can't, but technically, you can. Because once Camelot's fallen, there's so many other things that can happen. And, I don't yeah. know, it's... You, in theory, you could carry in, on. And um, the show is called Merlin, it's not called Merlin and Arthur, so if Merlin was the only one left I, I think they could still have a show and I, I don't know if people would like it as much but that's a good point so I don't know I guess we'll just have to wait and find out but I'm I'm thinking in the next yeah. not this next episode but the one after that I think there's going to be some maybe some more stuff revealed we'll see um and that's I asked also uh anyone had any thoughts on the next episode and at, uh, Al Suska said I think we will see Morgana in that episode and her new plans about Arthur. And I think you are right after watching the trailer. So, I don't know. We kind of think it might be a little bit of a slower episode. But, um, I guess we'll just have to find out. Uh, let me think here. There's something else I wanted to say. Oh, uh, I I was just, like, bored earlier. And I was like, does anyone have any shout-outs? Uh, and someone at self loves boy zone said me please so there you go sophie <laughs> um but yeah uh that's about it i think what are we at like 45 minutes ish um does anyone have anything else they want to do good. do we want to do like a segment real quick i could talk tons about the episode in terms of yeah, I mean like um, <laughs> you know I could go on forever actually but in terms of um, the beginning because I know you, you like the the beginning and Arthur's attitude attitude towards magic because um, I one of my complaint was he's now the new king if someone was just using magic in the street would you put them to would he put them to death because magic is still outlawed so obviously they set that up with a person using magic 
and he still wanted them to have a fair trial. Obviously, this was set up for Uther coming back and seeing how harshly he skewed from what Uther's point of view was. So you had that, that was excellent. Right. Um, so you had, so which is a set up for, from, this is a good chance for like, Mer- this is when Merlin could step in and going, he's got magic, at least he's going to be heard out fairly. So this is a good opportunity. But also, um, when the whole thing about Uther coming back to life and when it was set was um, during... The, the whole thing came out because it was Arthur's um, anniversary of him being king, which also coincided sort of with Uther dying and Uther died. It used to be it was his birthday was associated to his mother's death. Now it's kind of his birthday and his coronation is synchronised with his father's death. And so that was... He can't get good birthdays, no. man. I'm just no, saying. you can't. You can't celebrate <laughs> anything <No>. happy. <laughs> it's like you, know, you don't watch EastEnders the soap, but it's like EastEnders. Any time there's a party or as a celebration, something goes wrong. Big yeah. stuff will go down. Yeah. Um, but also, there was a theory yeah. that I heard. I don't know if you want to. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Just going on. Thing. There's a theory about the ghost of Uther. He was actually the spirit and the embodiment. It's like a poltergeist. And when he spoke to um, his, when when he spent, Arthur spoke to his father, wanting just to say goodbye, and because he misses him, and he just wants his approval, like he always does, um, he Uther kind of reflected all his doubts, anything he might have been fearful about, and that kind of went. That's that kind of was like, oh, okay, that might work because if Uther did know everything that was going on in Arthur and his life and who he married and what the kingdom was going on the knights, he would know about Merlin's magic. And when That's Merlin true. did confront Merlin, he then went, he, he confronted Merlin with his issues about him just being a servant and him just being a servant boy and how this is really, really bad and how, you know. So I could I could go for that because it's just been like, it's not fully him, it's just like the poltergeist, the, yeah. the angriness. Because, you know, I mean, like, yeah, you're right, he didn't... Yeah, it's like his he anger, knew, it's not him. His he knew that Arthur and Gwen got married, but he didn't know about Merlin's magic, so... Maybe he was constantly following Arthur around, so he never got the opportunity to see Merlin, but no. Merlin's see. always with Arthur, though, no. you know? He would have picked up on it, you're right. <laughs> Uther would never have killed his son, you know. He he as much as he hates everything, he loves his son so much, you know. He's not gonna he's not gonna kill his own son if it was actually properly him in his right mind. Now I do have one question for you guys. If um Uther would have been able to get the whole saying out when he was about to say that Merlin has magic, how do you think that would have went down? Do you think Arthur would have believed him or what what would have happened? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. I'd say that Uther would be winding him up and it's not true, you know? Whatever. Yeah. He's just trying to wind it up. He's, he's a ghost and he's trying to, you know... He's, 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 I would have thought yeah. he'd talk himself out of it and it wouldn't be an issue. Probably. Denial. Yeah, he probably would have laughed it off. <laughs> I'm, really glad that he, I'm really glad that he didn't get it out because I would be really upset if stupid Uther was the reason why Merlin had to tell Arthur. I think that Merlin just needs to tell Arthur because he... It's on his own know, terms. Like, has to heal him because Arthur's dying or something. Like, I think it's going to be yeah, something Yeah, something like to that. save Arthur. Um, Hopefully, yeah. anyway. I also love that if Uther wanted to take over the kingdom, no one can see him. He's a ghost. I like how he'd like to control the kingdom yeah, after, yeah. You know, after he's dead. I thought it was really powerful, though, when um, Arthur walked into the throne room and Uther was sitting in the throne. Like, that's just perfect. Yeah. It's like he's reclaiming his spot, so... I just I thought that was really intense, but I, I really enjoyed it. Like, those are just intense scenes between the two of them, so... That was... He looked so scary. Oh yeah, he was very pale. Oh, and then like the one scene where like he like he walked behind Arthur and like the music was like suddenly that was that was intimidating. Yeah. Um, when Guinevere was um, being haunted, she got hit on the head at least twice before she was knocked out. Arthur, bare minimum, gets hit once and he goes unconscious. I know you know he's been hit many times, but I'm just saying who's tougher <laughs> in this situation? Gwen. I oh, am obsessed man. with her. I'm obsessed with Gwen. That She's would have been awesome. horrifying. I mean, Uther really, like, he was really beating her down. Like, he dragged her across the floor, knocked her out, then started the place on fire. Like, he wasn't messing around, that's for sure. So. 
He did it. He was like, he's, he's set her on fire. He hit her. He's like, what? See, I'm almost asking, did like, did I? I don't know. Did he like? Do you think he tried intentionally to kill Percival, or do you think he only meant to hit him in the shoulder? Because I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Because if he actually tried to kill Guinevere the way he did, I feel like he might have been trying to like, you know, maybe hit Percival in the back of the head instead of the shoulder with the axe he threw at him. So I don't know. Yeah, it's hard so, being a ghost. Yeah, I think, you yeah, know, Percival so. got yeah, hit yeah, with an so. axe. How can you survive? You know, like, yeah. what, you know, as you were saying, when Percival's he got hit by the axe. Man, you know, he's just pure True, man. Yeah, I guess he's the time. <laughs> but... It just bounced off his muscle. Um, yeah, like, I guess. Uh, Aaron. Now my, Aaron. What? What, Courtney? I gotta go. Okay. Sorry. Courtney's gotta take off, so okay. goodbye, Courtney. Bye, Courtney. Bye, guys. I just wanted to find, like, the connection here, like, um... Why, you know how Uther said, you know, he's unhappy because common men are knights? Was was yeah. the reason he went after Percival, was Percival one of those common men? I can't remember if he was from royalty. I think so, yeah, because he kind of showed up with... No. Okay, alright, that yeah. makes sense. He though. showed up with Lancelot out of nowhere, pretty much. My thing is, Arthur was so surprised about Uther not being happy that he was married to Guinevere, not being happy that... Oh, like, this is what we knew from before. He Uther tried to get Gwen killed because he was in love with his servant girl. What did you think that Uther was going to say when you spoke to him? I'm like, woohoo. But, you know. he. I guess he was... You can't think ill of the dead because you think of the good things. When someone dies, you go... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> No, it's saying it's like the way he uh, when when uh, Arthur tried to argue that Gwen should be a knight, the way you know Uther talked about Gwen to Arthur, you know I don't know how much more he could have indicated that he didn't like common men being knights. You know he was just such a traditionalist in that fact in that you know area. So I mean, yeah, that is a good point though, Rona. Like every single thing that Uther has told Arthur not to do, like that's what he did after Uther died. So. I mean, what's he expect his dad to just give him a pat on the back and be like, "Great job, son"? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, come on. I mean, the le- I think the least Arthur could have done when there was like have some backbone and just be like, "I'm just, you know, doing what I think I should do." I don't know. In the end, that's what he believed, and that's a good thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I guess the thing is, it's maybe if they turn it all around at the end. Okay, I guess at the moment we're going. He's got peace for three years, that's good. But Uther may have a point, because Arthur can't rule by himself. He does rule, he help, He gets advice from not just um, Guinevere, Gaius, all his knights. So that's going to be Arthur's bane, is that he trusts too well. So if Mordred is actually scheming all the way through, and doesn't, doesn't if Mordred isn't... Um, he's good and then he turns bad that's another thing but if evil he's evil all the way Arthur's trusting the wrong people and that will destroy him so maybe Uther does have a point and might be good to turn that around because we know how good he is we're just going how Uther's all wrong he might be right you know I almost I almost feel it's a little hypocritical of Uther though because the extent to which he trusted Morgana even though she tried countless times to kill him you know I just feel like you know, he's telling Arthur he's trusting the wrong people, but all Arthur's doing is taking after his father in that regard, I think. Granted, Morgana's a relative, but, yeah, but still, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, they didn't mention Morgana, actually, in this whole episode. She wasn't in it, and Uther didn't mention it, which, yeah. it, which gives credence to the theory that it's all about Arthur and Uther, and it's not really about, yeah. you know, it's the whole poltergeist thing. So, um, alright, I think we can wrap it up now uh let's see here in closing if you would like to tweet at us and get a tweet read right on our show if you have some opinions about an episode or really anything at all you can tweet us at merlin underscore cast or you can tweet camelot cast at camelot cast right <laughs> Yeah, just I kind of like lost. Yeah, that's okay. Right. Um, you can visit our website, which is merlincast.blogspot.com, and we have all our episodes on there. Um, some other pages, uh, and we're currently working on adding another page where we're going to post our recaps and reviews of um, each episode. Sarah wanted to do that, so that way I know we've had some people that have said that they 
can't really listen to our show because they don't speak our language and they have trouble understanding parts of it, but that could be something that you would be able to translate. So hopefully we'll get that done or started in the near future, so look out for that. Um, you can email us. If you can't understand um, the episode, if there's a specific section that you can't understand, then maybe you can we can translate that tiny bit, but I don't think we could probably translate the whole show. We can't write, yeah. not translate, I mean we can't type up right. the whole show. So if there's a tiny bit, maybe yeah. we could write that down for you. Yeah, I mean we'd love to transcribe every episode, but it's just, editing alone takes a long time, and when, like right now when I'm on a college schedule, it's it's hard to pull it all off, so. Maybe yeah. in the future, maybe yeah. this summer when I have more free time, we'll see. But um, yeah, uh, you can email us themerlincast at gmail dot com. That's a good place to send us anything that's more than one hundred and forty four characters. Um, that you know, if you got like a long review or something like that. And also, I like um anyone that has any thoughts on the Merlin Facebook game. You can either tweet at us or you can email us um your review of the game. I want to do an episode in the future where we talk. In more in depth about the game, so I'd like to hear what people have to say. And most importantly, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, be sure to do that. Rona, did you have anything? Um, no, just keep in contact. This week I'm uh, pretty free, so I've got loads of time to do commentaries and um, talk more about um, talk to other fans and things like that. So there'll be a whole load of stuff. Just follow me on Twitter. Which reaching, um, I'm hoping to reach 2,000 soon. Hooray! So come follow me. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's growing. So, um, there'll be loads of stuff hopefully this week. Um, so, because I've got a holiday, so that's good. Um, so just keep following me and we can do more Merlin stuff in between when there's no Merlin. I think that's about it for now, so. Um, have you guys stopped recording? Or... No. no, have you? Okay, good. No, okay. no I know, Never I was mind. just kind of, we were kind of talking informally, but oh well. Um, But yeah, that's about it. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with a review of episode four. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.